0: What you are about to hear is a teaser for our new bonus episodes we are doing for subscribers to Beast Inside, the Daily Beast membership program. We have a very special and incredibly fascinating guest. Elizabeth Newman is a former assistant secretary in Trump's DHS and will be talking to us about the racism and horrors she saw inside the administration. Again... This is for Beast Inside members only. To hear this along with the rest of our bonus episodes, head to newabnormal.thedailybeast.com. That's newabnormal.thedailybeast.com.
1: So Elizabeth, I think the the most forward facing thing about DHS and a lot of the things that we've seen the last couple of years, it has become sort of the centerpiece of of these of the sort of the, the border policy in particular and the wall and the Muslim ban. I mean, of all the threats that we faced, what are the things they ignored while focusing on the things that sort of stroked their amygdala, for, like you know MS thirteen caravans <laughs> and and ISIS in America, what were the things they were ignoring while those things were looming?
2: The growing risk of cybersecurity threats? Huge, (laughs) huge issue for the for the country and we thankfully there are a lot of people paying attention to it and and I could and as I take these things off like Russia and and election interference the rise of uh, global white supremacy and anti-government sentiment and extremism uh, what the rest of the world calls right-wing extremism we in the the United States try to avoid that term so that we don't offend (laughs) half of the country but the reality is most of that extremist violence that actually leads to the killing of people not just violence against property but the actual deaths. Americans. Um, it does come from the right-wing part of the political spectrum. All of those are grave threats, not just 10 years from now, but today. And they were growing and increasingly complex and requires significant coordination across the government. If you have a problem that stays within the bounds of a department or agency, like this is just the Department of Defense's job, it's, it's a lot easier. The DOD can just do the job and you don't don't really I mean, you might check in with the president, but you don't really need presidential leadership on those types of issues. Anytime you start getting into the realm where multiple agencies have equities, multiple agencies have differences of opinion on how to go after the threat. it's new, it might be inherently political because for a variety of reasons. Um, you need leadership and you need a steer because what your career, civil servants, who are patriots are going to do is try to protect their country as best as they know how but they are not going to go do something new and different against the grain of whatever norm has been in existence for, for 50 years. So when you're talking about something like domestic terrorism, there it, it has been the, the practice of the U.S. government to default to First Amendment rights. You really have to cross a strong criminal threshold for the FBI to go and investigate you. It's very different than how we treat international terrorism. If, we, if there's somebody inside our country that has a line Align themselves with ISIS because ISIS is a, a foreign terrorist designated foreign terrorist organization. The FBI has the ability to do things, to investigate, to survey in a way that they can't for somebody that has aligned themselves with the Boogaloo movement. So That distinction alone, which is largely legal, but somewhat also tied to just practices that the FBI put in place after Hoover and some of his abuses, those are the things that if we had leadership at the White House, it would have been great to really start to untangle and figure out what can we adjust so we can use all of these great tools that we built to combat ISIS, to combat Al-Qaeda. What can we use domestically to combat this growing, increasingly globalized, but domestically based white supremacy? Movement and within the bounds of the Constitution, nobody nobody's talking or wants to abuse uh, First Amendment rights or Fourth Amendment rights. And that that is that is complex. That is that takes leadership and deep thought. That is not something that this administration has been able to do because it's constantly in chaos. And because they wanted to just focus on something simple like build a wall. It's a construction project. That's how, what he understands. You are left with basically <laughs> officials at my level. I and I certainly had multiple secretaries that were very concerned with all of those threats that I mentioned with Russia, with cybersecurity, with um, domestic terrorism. And they did everything they could to coordinate with their colleagues. I coordinated with my colleagues. I was under tremendous pressure to deal with these emerging threats. But we could only go so far in the in the environment and kind of out on our own. So so it's it, the good news is for the American people. There are dedicated public servants that are doing their darndest to protect us from these emerging threats. The bad news is, and what I part of the reason I feel compelled to speak out, is they, they cannot do everything if they don't have the president paying attention to these issues. And we are running out of time on these issues. We are, we are losing the fight in many of these spaces because uh, he has been distracted and focused on other things.